welcome back to the Shout Louder podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Williams, and today I'm talking to Joe Dimuantes from Sounds of Swami and the Human Project. We haven't seen each other since before the pandemic, and we got together on a rainy August afternoon to have a bit of a catch-up and record it all for all of you guys to listen in on. So you're going to get to hear about our views on gigs, our views on how things have changed over the pandemic, what we've learned over this weird time of isolation and, uh, you know, how we've developed as people, but also how we think music is developing around that too. We talked a lot about what it's like to have gigs back, what it's like um, to miss certain things, like the weird bits like, you know, have you really missed your feet sticking to the floor of a basement show? Like, all of those little bits and bobs. We talk a lot in particular about the parish in Huddersfield and we talked about Lightyear quite a bit and missing all of those strange inconsequential moments that happen on tour that you just cannot repeat, you cannot expect and you cannot manufacture. Honestly, it was a lovely chat and I just hope that you all enjoy it as much as I do. Sounds of Swami are quite active at the moment. They're on the way to recording a new album, so we talked a little bit about that. And right at the end of the show, we're going to play a brand new track from Sounds of Swami as well. So let's dive straight in. This is me and Joe Dimuantes from Sounds of Swami and The Human Project. This is the first one I've done in a while. Welcome. Yeah, it's it's very nice to be doing it, and very last minute as well. Was it like an hour ago that we decided to do this? Yeah, why not? It's raining outside, it there's raining. no gigs on today, there's nothing to do. Yeah, I will. Yeah, there's nothing to do. There's nothing Apart to do. from this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like because I've run into people a lot less, uh, you're, you're one of the people who I tend to see at gigs, and because there's been no gigs, it's been like a really long yeah. time. Yeah, and that's definitely... I don't know. I I've I feel like I've I've sort of come out of, you know, we had no gigs for a while. We had tours cancelled and things like that, and then yeah, we're coming yeah. back now. Like we've gone into this sort of valley, this lull where I'm kind of almost used to it. I still want to go and get <laughs> back on with it, but I'm pretty used to just. I don't know. I would never like we see people and be like, "What what did you do last week?" And I was like. I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> I don't remember. It's like there's I've no like, <laughs> like, like uh, the the person that I was kind of pre everything that has happened has kind of gone a bit dormant. And as soon as we can start playing gigs again, I'll start like being really into it. But in the meantime, I'm just like, what am I doing today? Yes. Not sleeping enough, no doubt, and little else. <laughs> uh, I know. Eating. I know the feeling actually. And that's an interesting point actually about the kind of. Um, almost having two different identities because I feel like I've got this sort of outward identity that goes to loads of gigs and gets really involved in the punk scene and is all really like excited by stuff like that and then I've got this other part of me that really 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 likes my sofa yes like I'm a big (laughs) fan of my sofa and I'm a really big fan of sitting at home with my cat and not really doing very much yeah Um, I mean I think yeah you're right that yeah we've been we've been so still keeping busy with like other things and like everyone um across like all all uh, bands uh, are like just keeping busy doing like lots of random other interesting things there's a lot of new dogs and uh <laughs> yes. babies happening and all sorts of stuff and yeah i think that like we we it, it, the 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 idea that people are sort of still super up for playing gigs and still really want to is like obviously still there but then at the same time yeah, everyone's sort of enjoying just having a bit of time where we're not doing it. And it does sort of like, it's got this weird thing of like, does make me miss it more. And I do want to be busy and I have a really big yearning to do it. But at the same time, it's been like, when you do it quite intensely and like, we haven't been doing it that intensely for for a while, but 
mm. you just, you do come to really enjoy having that downtime and like yeah. and, and and this has been sort of it's like it's gone the other way it's like uh, I've been doing too much downtime and now I need to do some going on tour and <laughs> crazy shit but oh I know what you mean but yeah it's it's really odd isn't it because I think that a lot of us almost needed or wanted a break because uh, again a lot of us who have been in bands or involved in the punk community or whatever we're all we've all got full-time jobs um, yep. we're all really creative and everyone's like writing and recording and practicing and playing and touring and going to festivals and all that kind of thing. And for me, it definitely didn't allow a lot of time for like all the other like life admin stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now I've gone in completely the opposite direction where I've discovered I really like having that time. Um, and at the moment we're in this weird transitional period. Have you been to any gigs yet? I went to see, uh, Jamie Lenman at the parish Ooh, very good. <clears throat> yeah which was really good it was it was uh, an acoustic one which was booked god try to think when i when i actually got tickets for it i, I remember I, this is this is really indicative of like uh that sort of malaise that i was on about it's like i remember that i was on the toilet when i booked them <laughs> but i don't remember when it was <laughs> where were you when you booked yeah. your jamie lenman tickets <laughs> yeah well i was on the toilet um but yeah, like I, I remember that. I think it was supposed to be in December or January or something like that. And like, there's been so many gigs. Like I booked, I booked to see Dinosaur Pileup, um, which was, I think it was, it was literally meant to be like start of lockdown. So it was like yeah, yeah. maybe April or May, and it got moved to December. And I think it's now February next year. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, your, your your original tickets are still valid. It's like what. Well, I have no idea where the original tickets are, so hopefully they'll let me in anyway. Yeah, but. I've. there's been a couple of shows where I had tickets for them before the lockdown, and now they've been rescheduled. And there's a couple where I think I've bought tickets again. And then I'm like, hang on, did I already have tickets for this gig? Like, if I bought two for myself, I'm not sure. Um, I, to be fair, I'm pretty then, bad at remembering anyway, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same actually. I have to write everything down in like extreme detail, but I've definitely missed gigs that I've had tickets for in the past. Oh yeah, I, the, the the biggest um, disappointment for me was I remember, I remember I was looking at the day and it was like, whatever day, I was like, ah, there's something about this date that I sounds familiar. <laughs> it's like, I had tickets for an evening with Brian Blessed. And I've missed it. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, the, shit. <laughs> of all the things to miss as well. Yeah. The um, the biggest regret for me was, oh God, this was years ago. Um, but I had tickets to go see Alexis on Fire somewhere in London. It was when I lived in London. So we're going back away. And um, I was really, really excited. It was like physical tickets. I was all ready to go. I was like super stoked for it. It was one of the last shows. And um, I got to the venue and there just wasn't really anyone there. And I was like... Uh, and it, I turned up the day after the gig. Uh, no, oh, the day after yeah. as well, not the day, not even the day the before. <laughs> no, I know. Um, so yeah, completely fucking missed that. Um, but the thing is, you wouldn't be able to do that now because of social media. That wasn't as prevalent. Yeah, that's true. Then, but... like now, you'd see loads of photographs of it, or you'd, you know, people would be promoting it before the show. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I think I think now, like as I remember this Jamie Lemon gig, I was like scouring my emails and like i really knew when it was going to be because like i know when it's going to be i don't know where, where the tickets are for dinosaur pilot but like i know that <laughs> it's happening and it's going to happen and i'm like i need it to happen i'm ready now for this to happen so yeah that was good we went to the it was the new parish actually that jamie lemon show what's the new parish like because i only heard that they'd gotten a new venue recently yeah i didn't know about it until i think i saw a thing saying that you're know, donna summer the 
vegan yeah, donut yeah. place. Um, uh, they are now where the parish used to be. And, oh, um, I saw that as well. Yeah, and right. I was like, oh, are they in the parish now? I think the parish got there like, on site. It was like, no, they've moved to a completely different place. And it's it's up by um, one of the theatres. And it's, a, it's, it's insane, actually, how different it is. It's massive and it's super, super nice. It's still got that, like, parish vibe. Um, mm but the the venue was not freezing cold, which was which was oh. good. Yeah, we the the <laughs> parish is, Yeah, the, well, the parish is like it definitely has the uh, the award for coldest venue I've ever played in or coldest gig I've ever played. I don't know if it was <laughs> there was uh, the, closely followed by um, a venue in Newport, but it's yeah. like there's a couple of places where I could have a couple of gigs where I've managed to play an entire set um, playing drums where I'm not wearing like. Well, no T-shirt. And like, <laughs> I think the, the Newport one, I even had long sleeves on. It was just insanely, insanely I definitely, cold. Th- there's only a handful of venues where I remember seeing people like put jackets on on stage yeah. and uh, the parish is one of them. Um, yeah. I'm glad it's moved to a new venue. I think that might be a really nice sort of like revitalizing thing for them. But it's so weird mm. because like the parish is one of those venues that even when I lived down south, like I knew about. I remember seeing it like, you know, when I was a kid, there used to be lists in the back of like NME and Kerrang of all the tours that were happening. And yeah. the parish, I used to read through those lists and look at where bands were playing, even if they weren't nearby. Um, they get a lot the of really, um, yeah, they got a lot of really, really good bands that have come through. Like, uh, I think Mikey's just, he's managed to land some absolutely insane shows there. Like, uh, especially because the new venue is like, it's not super massive, but it's quite a lot bigger than the previous mm. one. And it's a really, really good room. It's a really, really good sound. The vibe is just spot on it's like i really can't wait to do like some full electric gigs there but um yeah in that little room that they had um that you know they had like the bronx and every time yeah. i die and it was just like that's insane you know I, I didn't actually manage to get to any of those gigs but i could you know you just know you could imagine yeah, yeah. you just know <laughs> that it's, it's gonna have been like absolutely amazing and it's it's to be fair like when we first played there it was like way way back before they kind of did it up and every time we went back or every you know, few times we went back they'd always stepped up and just updated it and it was always it was always like a part in a storm you know like like especially yeah, yeah. on a on a tour schedule with like um so sort of like when you have a tour and there's a bunch of places you've never been and and you know you can't you, it's not that they'll be bad it's just that you have no context for it and there's always a few places that were like you know they're in the middle somewhere and it's like oh that'll be good because we know that that's going to be at the very, you know, you'd look at it and be like, well, at the very least, we know we're going to get like really, really nice food there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah there'll always be a couple of spots that you're familiar with, and it kind of feels like yeah, it's yeah. like when you go on holiday to the same place every year. It's that kind of like, okay, this is different, but it's a welcome feeling. Yeah, you yeah. know what to expect, and that's more than enough. Like, yeah, the yeah, parish, yeah. parish has always been one of them. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to see a venue coming out of the pandemic looking quite good as well. And yeah. obviously they must have had some investment to get to the bigger venue and things like that. Or, you know, at least that's a positive step up for them rather than, you know, there was so much worry about venues closing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, sure, has happened in a few places. But the fact is that that was a risk before COVID hit. You know, there were lots of places yeah. struggling. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, it's it's a really good it's a really good step up like. Because they they they've got like three floors now, so they've got kind of like a metal bar, and then they've got the middle bit where you kind of have your food and and just general bar stuff. And then the venue upstairs, and, yeah. I, and I get the feeling from the building um, 
that there's sort of there might be more space in there. There were some bits that were kind of cordoned off um, while we were there and like off the venue room. So like yeah, yeah, it just seems like a really, really, really great space for them to have, and and it and it looks so good, and it's it, yeah. It's it's just nice to like you say it's nice to see a venue like that coming out on top, but it's also good to know that sort of places like that could still exist. If you know what I mean, like I feel like there's been yeah. a lot of a lot of the better venues, a lot of like um, not all of them obviously, but a lot of really really good venues have just like disappeared over the past few years, and it's like ah another one, another one, another yeah, one. kind of like that. Or they've become more gentrified and they've been like properly sponsored and maybe don't have quite the same charm that they once had. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. when uh, when the Croft in in Bristol sort of ended up shutting, and it's like the the exchange is great, um, and you know there's a lot of great venues in Bristol, but mm. I think the Croft was just always again one of those sort of port in a storm type venues that was just like I remember you'd walk in and like <laughs> there was one time we went in and uh, they'd been a rave the night before till like four a.m. and it just stank <laughs> like fully stank. I know we just went in. I was just like. Ah, uh, there it is. <laughs> like, oh, very good. That's that smell. Yeah. It's like home. <laughs> it's weird. You almost miss those things. Um, I've been to two gigs uh, since kind of the restrictions have lifted. Um, I went to one in a basement at the Pier Hat in Manchester, and I went to one at the Bank Top in Oldham. And with both of them, there were aspects of it that I'd just completely forgotten about. Like, I forgot how hot it is, like when you walk in. Oh, really? Like, um, yeah, I went into this basement gig and was like, whoa, it's like a furnace down here. Like, this is yeah. insane. And it's so different to, like, the heat that I've felt over the last year and a half. Like, it's different to, like, heat wave heat. And it's different to, you know, electric heat that's produced by your heater at home. Like, all the, just the, just the heat of that many bodies. It's a certain, like... It's everywhere, and it? it's not like... Uh... It's not flowing or like a, you know. No, it's, it's just this really oppressive thing. But I've realised it's also, it's the same temperature, isn't it? Because it's based around body temperature. Like, so it never gets like hotter than that. And it doesn't, I mean, it depends on how, what space you're in and how many bodies you've got and stuff like that. But it's not like, it's never going to be that much hotter than body temperature. And it's never going to be yeah. that much lower. It's just that very specific gig heat. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just that, I mean, yeah, I, de- I definitely... Uh, because we haven't been in like a hot, a hot gig for a while. Because the Jamie Lambert one was a seated sort of yeah, yeah. Last, it was the last socially distance one they were doing, so it was, it didn't quite have that vibe. It was more like going to the theatre or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get. I don't think we're going to any um, sweaty loud gigs. sweaty gigs until this. We've got a Swami gig in uh, October with Crazy Arm, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to be like probably the first fully loud sweaty gig and I, and I have a feeling it's going to be rammed as well so like yeah, yeah. it'll be a good a good um comeback for for a good measure as yeah. well i think yeah the, the other thing i'd forgotten was um well it's things like yeah like your feet stick into the floor like that. <laughs> yeah. that's quite a homely feeling isn't it you know yeah, yeah um yeah and that actually oh my god do you know what i really noticed at the bank top that um because over lockdown i also stopped smoking and I think that's had an influence on this. But I was at this gig at the Bank Top and it was fairly busy. Bank Top in Oldham is, um, it's just its just a pub venue, you know, and it's got a carpeted floor. So it's quite, it's not very like gig venue-y, but actually it's a really, really nice space to watch bands in. Hmm. And um, I walked in and yeah, there's probably what, 60, 70 something people there all crammed into this pub. And when I first got there, it was kind of okay. But about an hour in, I was just thinking, something smells really bad in here. <laughs> 
And I realised after it took me ages, and I was like, it's just the people. <laughs> like it's just it's August. It's raining. It's really humid. It's kind yeah. of this kind of warm, wet dog sort of thing going on. And I was just like, oh my god, this smell that I'm smelling that obviously maybe smoking is taken away from me before. It just stinks of like weird body odor in here. Like it stinks like 70 people are wet. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I think the, the, like that was one of the things that people really noticed about the, when the smoking ban was, was dropped. Cause it was while, while we were sort of, while I was in random hand and we were touring a lot and then it sort of disappeared and we were just like, suddenly you can smell the smell that was originally covered up by the smell yeah. of smoke. And yeah. so a lot, a lot of places were like, Oh God, we, clean this i think <laughs> this doesn't yeah, smell yeah, good you need, you need to clean it or you need to get some kind of like air conditioning in but yeah my god that smelled bad <laughs> and it wasn't the venue it wasn't the venue because yeah, as i say yeah. when i got there it smelled fine it's perfectly you know it's clean and healthy and all that kind of thing but christ people stink i'd forgotten oh, about this that, but that was the thing about the <laughs> the croft that is like they, they'd had that that rave that had run over so long but yeah it, it was it was just the smell of people but Unfortunately, they they'd sort of sh- shaken the smell all over the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can imagine like rave. There's just like a lot of sweat going on there as well. It's you just know? a lot of sweat. Like, yeah, just a yeah, lot of sweat. So weird. But I'd, I'd completely forgotten about stuff like that. And um, the other thing that I kind of was almost a little bit surprised that I'd forgotten about was all the small talk that you go through. And yeah. there's yeah. yeah, this weird thing where you've... Th- these are people that you know quite well, but many of them you've not really seen for like a year and a half. So when someone says to you, oh, so h- how have you been? You kind of go, uh... Like, got, what, what got do nothing. I tell you? Yeah, like, I've got nothing. Do I say nothing or do I say, well, here are the things that have been happening? <laughs> yeah. but I've, uh, I've been finding yeah. with that sort of small talk, though, like whatever the situation is, like, I just can't, like... I don't even, but I don't initiate it with other people either because it's like, it's always the same conversation. It's like, how have you been? It's like, well, it's like, what, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing really. It's up and down. Yeah. I feel like I've done it a lot in the last year. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, just it's just a sort of weird cloud of like, like I've done, I've done a year of uni and I've bought a house and stuff. You know, it's like these are quite big things. Yeah, mate. but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, eh, nothing really. But just yeah. played on the Xbox. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I've been saying. Like, oh, I've done nothing, but yeah, I bought a flat and I got a, like a new job in like environmental economics, and it's something I care about and is really interesting. But I almost feel like, in a small talk sense, I feel embarrassed to be like, hello, I've done these things and they were great. Like, yeah, but I think most people have been, you know, like. Uh, doing a lot at least whether you know for better or worse like most people i know an awful lot has happened to them in the past year yeah. and a half because i think because people have had time they've had time to do things so like you know like uh luke's been starting his backline uh business leads live sound um for anyone who's who's interested um and uh johnny's like bought a van and out you know done it out with a bed and a kitchen and all sorts of stuff has and, he I didn't yeah know and uh, they've been, I think they're in Scotland at the moment, they've been like driving around with the dog camping and oh, living, the living their best life. Yeah, it looks amazing. And the van <laughs> the van is amazing. Like it, they, they did it all themselves and it just looks so good. Like, you know, when you see those Instagram adverts for like a van you can yeah. buy for 20 grand that's been fitted out, like they they bought a decent van and, and did it all themselves and it's just so cool. Oh, that sounds amazing. I am, I am very jealous. What about you? What have you been doing with your lockdown beyond the... Uh, uh, well uh, yeah um so yeah i've been i've started uni 
which was like a completely random, I kind of accidentally <laughs> signed up to go to uni. Um, well, I, I, I thought, I thought like, because obviously, you know, obviously uh, on campus education stuff was not really going to be a thing for a bit and thought if it's going to be online, maybe I'll be able to do it alongside work. So I went on the, the Leeds Beckett Facebook uh, mm. thing and they've got like a messenger bot and you chat to it and you say, oh, these, these are what qualifications I've got and this is what course I want to do, blah, blah, blah. And then I was expecting to get someone from admissions like ringing me up and I'd be like, oh, yeah. I work full time. Do you reckon I'll be able to do it alongside blah, blah, blah. And the next day I got an email. It was like, you've got a place. And it's just like, shit. Oh. <laughs> I was like frantically like trying to find <laughs> out if people minded, but like work had been really, really good with it. And um, they are letting me uh, sort of finagle with my hours if I need to. And year one went really well. Um, I probably did too much work because it doesn't really count towards your final grade, but I've I just I don't oh, know shit, yeah. be kind of a bit voracious to learn about it because it's it's a yeah it's a degree a BA in games art so concept art 3D design character design um that kind of well growth. it's just fascinating though isn't it and it's lo- it must be nice to have something that you can feel enthusiastic about and want to learn about that much yeah i think like because of the job i do at the moment it's like without getting into too much sort of uh, boring detail it's like the the I'm a uh, product designer and um, for web and like the, the the job is changing to the point where I um, don't really want to do it anymore if you know what I mean it's like <laughs> it, it, it's yes and, it, and it's <laughs> I not know what you mean it's not a bad job by any by any stretch but it's also like not really what I wanted to do I wanted to do more creative artistic work and and it's like I'm under no illusions that working in the games industry or the film industry will be you know perfect all the time and uh i I get bored and stressed but at least i'll feel like uh like i'm making something that i i'm proud of doing and and yeah that's that's and also it's just something i'm really interested in i just love playing games more than watching tv or films or whatever and then to get to work on that kind of thing is great and also there's some a lot of the best studios and places that i'd really like to work are in really cool places cool that's always good yeah, so there's there's you know there's always like Montreal or, um, I mean to be fair like Montreal's the one I'm kind of I'm like oh that'd be oh, nice. Oh, to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I absolutely I used to live in Canada and I absolutely loved it there. Um, and weirdly, one of the things that has made me strangely happy is that there are now Tim Hortons shops popping up oh, God. around here. We've got yeah. a couple in Manchester, and um, I can't resist it. It's a problem. The second I drive past Tim Hortons, I have to go in. Um, which yeah <laughs> we uh it's, it's a canadian problem yeah you did a canadian tour didn't you <laughs> yeah it was it was, oh. uh yeah yeah it was it was punctuated by many a, a tim's visit <clears throat> um it's very important <laughs> yeah it was uh it, it was a really good time it was it, it, like it, there was a there was this weird sort of thing where we really felt like like a real band, if you know what I mean, like for, for one of those, <laughs> put it like you, you kind of, you don't really consider yourself in that way. Like, you know, like, oh, we are however big or anything. Like, we, we're not a big band by any stretch, but it's that when we went out there, we kind of felt like we were, people were like to go to, and it was similar with Japan as well. Like when you go out there and there's people who know your songs and know the words and they're like super, they're just so, so excited to see you. It was just like, it just gives you that feeling. It's like, oh, yeah, this is actually pretty. We're doing all right with with what we're doing. And like I said, not obviously not a big band, but like it, it's just having that feeling that it's worth it. You know, like all the effort. Yeah, and all that like sort it's of, um, 
Uh, I know exactly what you mean. Like for context, this is the Human Project who toured oh, yeah. uh, Canada around <laughs> Japan, isn't it? But because you're in too many bands, Joe. Um, I'm in two. Actually, one of the things that it reminds me of is probably uh, always makes me think of "Place from Scar" by Random Hand. Um, like you know, the, there's a lyric along the lines of like, "Oh, you're in a band, are you in demand?" Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but the CDs in our our van type yeah, yeah. thing. Like, I feel like getting to tour internationally, particularly in those really big locations, not just you know popping over to Germany or whatever. Like, I feel like that's that's a like yes, yes, I am in demand actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've still that's, got the CD uh, in my van, but yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> and by the way, that's uh, that's come triumphant, not play some Scar. Just shit, shit, <laughs> shit. You've been fired from punks, fired from Scar punks. Thanks. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Um, oh my god I've got a but, random hand trivia wrong it's fine obviously there's been a long lockdown um, that has been a long lockdown and that's I mean I yeah. think to be fair like over lockdown my my random hand trivia memory is the first thing that's being like uh, <laughs> jettisoned by my brain in order to, to deal with life so strangely I think probably I probably first met you when you were playing in random hand but when you came about later on and I saw you in like the human project and sounds of swami I didn't realise that you were the same person um <laughs> And then it was only later on that I went, oh. Uh, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it was probably a lot changed between those two times. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot happened between leaving Random Hand and, well... Doing all the other doing things. Doing other things, yeah, yeah. So, Harry, give me a little brief musical history then. Because as I say, I first knew you as being in Random Hand, which was a long time ago. What, like 2009, sort of? Well, we started in 2003, so, Shit. yeah, it was it was a that is a long time ago. That is a long time ago. Yeah, and I remember like looking at some bands. It's like that band's been going for ten years. Just like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, like it's been ten years since I left the band. And yeah. it's just well, more Christ. than that, more than that now. And um, yeah, so I mean, I guess my like, my, my first band was uh, just a dreadful. Uh, punk band called fat priest and Excellent. uh yeah that's kurt, a classic punk band name <laughs> kurt from swami is like he still insists that that's a really good band name and i i i am inclined <laughs> to agree but um <laughs> i didn't say it was bad i just said it was um what's the word generic it's gen- a generic, generic punk band name it's, it suits the genre well it was like 15 and it was one of those things that was like <laughs> i remember i came into school one day and the guitarist in the band was like oh we're called typhoid now it's like all right oh, what? what why it's like because we're a metal band now it's like oh Oh, oh, I was like, going to say, that's a metal band name. Yeah, yeah. But then we changed our <laughs> mind and we decided to be a punk band again. But then like, we did like a few di- different bits and pieces, but um, we ended up uh, filling in uh, for a band called Nosebone, not filling in for them, filling in uh, su- support for a band called Nosebone, which was Tilston and Robin's band. Right, um, okay. <laughs> and Robin was also in a ska band with Matt Crocher called Fluke Shot Frenzy. And, Fluke uh, Shot Frenzy. Fluke Shot. Fluke like, Shot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so they basically like all of those bands stopped at the same time and um, we formed Random Hand and then yeah that that was kind of the only band for a while um, and then yeah when I when I left and joined the Human Project and not lo- like basically I joined the Human Project then Luke joined the Human Project and Luke was already in Swami yeah, and I joined yeah. Swami but also me and Kurt and Rob from Swami had a band at the same time as Random Hand called Pocket Watch which was um what Dave Grohl's band was called. Um, <laughs> right, okay. And Pocket Watch basically became Swami. 
and then oh, I okay. joined Swami. So technically, I'm an OG member even before Luke. <laughs> God, that's confusing. It's a very. Uh, it's I a like very complex... the. Um, I really like the range of band names there as well. Like I feel <laughs> like they're all quite. Um, yeah, very sort of teenage punk bandy kind of names. And yeah, I, I go yeah. as far, I definitely include Random Hand in that. It's just like, I feel like people have taken two words and gone, let's put these together. I like how this sounds. This Ra- is good. Random Hand was like, it's really funny because I think people, um, someone once was like, oh, I really like the name Random Hand because it's like, it's about like, you know, the the random hand that you're dealt kind of thing in, in life, you Whoa. know, like, a, and I was like, it's not that. We were once staying at Tilston's house and... Um, Robin kept doing this thing where he'd go random hand and like his hand would just like grab your <laughs> grab your ass or something like that. Like... <laughs> so it, it that's that's about as uh, as interesting as that. <laughs> well, not interesting. It's about as clever as that gets. <laughs> oh, that's fucking brilliant. Um, yeah. I like that, that someone's really tried to. Im- Whoa, that's bright. Um, I like that someone's tried to imbue it with meaning though that's good yeah but the thing is we didn't really think about it until after it's like oh yeah like a random hand is technically a thing i suppose but it was like that wasn't that wasn't it it was very much more like when we first started we you know the the serious vein that runs through random hand um or has has done sort of from first album ish like was Mm. not was not there at all we were like we were trying to be zany ska punk band and songs about having fun and not being serious and all this stuff. And it, it very much changed. It basically we played a gig with Skindred and went, Ah, oh, let's let's be heavy instead. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think it was the right move. Yeah, um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean I've talked about it before, but Random Hand was my crossover really between being like a metal fan and being a punk fan. And I feel like I needed that band to bridge the gap for me. Because like, clearly I was more destined to be in the punk world. It's more my style. Um, and to be fair, I grew up listening to like thrash and liked anything that was fast. Um, and I still do. Yeah. But I needed something to get me away from like the download crowd and get me to going to like DIY shows. Yeah. And yeah, I guess, that was I, the... I mean, maybe it was before that this, this is, that was before this, but I suppose like fair dues are a really good um, example of that kind of thing as well. Because they just sort of, they're good for bridging that gap. I always think they're like they're more like a metal band playing at punk shows than they definitely are. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I don't know how I don't feel like they've reconciled that either. I feel like they are this entirely different thing. And I often say to them, "Do you know what? Have you considered like playing some metal gigs?" And they go, "Oh yeah, we've thought about it." <laughs> okay, yeah. But I think <laughs> like, that the 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 takeaway for me from that is like it's good to be in a band that can that could pull that off. You know, like like one of the things about Random Hand was we could play a ska punk show and we could play at like an old school punk show or a metal show and it, and it would actually, like a lot of time, I remember we, there was a few times we'd play at a metal show and people would be like, what the fuck is that? You know, trombone. <laughs> what are they doing? And then we'd actually play and they'd be like, oh, I actually liked it. And it was yeah. like, because because the, the, you know, having that sort of crossover appeal is, is good. And I think, yeah, like one thing I always find with Fair Do's and I have a similar thing with Almeida is like, mm. just... I just love watching them. It's like, it, it's 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 a spectacle in of itself. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. A, like, oh, I think I get that from a lot of bands. Like, well, in the same sort of genre, and it's why I like things like Darko and why I like the Human Project and Adrenalized and things like that. It's because it is this weird crossover that, and I feel like it's uh, it appeals to a very niche group of us. But I feel like it's people who are kind of into punk and agree with all the ethics of that but maybe grew up listening to like metal <laughs> and yeah for me i just really like watching people play guitar as well mm. like 
I think but, when know. when there's some there's something really satisfying about when a band know how to sound good, like yes. in in yeah. of themselves, like you know when, so like Fedo is a good example. Like they 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 know their gear, they know how to just. You know, if, if they, you know, if there was no PA, there was no sound guy, and they just they just set the stuff up and played, it would sound good. And it's um, there's a few bands that really stand out like that, uh, like Catch It Kebabs. They were a mm, really good one yeah. for that. They just always always sounded good. We we play shows and the sound was dog shit, and then Catch It Kebabs would get up and it's like, why do they sound so good? Everyone else <laughs> sounds shit. Why do they sound amazing? And um, same with Zen Baseball Bat. Like they just always sounded. Um, do you know? I saw them at the weekend. What? And uh, yeah, they played in Oldham. <laughs> Um, they're still going all things yeah they headlined above incisions and i don't think anyone really watched them oh no <laughs> well because they... everyone was there for this like harder stuff it was like incisions and burning flag and then that's I don't such know. a weird bill <laughs> it was it was good though well it was um it was um evil music live so it was the crash mats who put it on right, right okay um i had a weird revelation at that gig which I owe to Jordan from Skiv this revelation but just that the crash mats are really a lot like snuff and I'd never noticed that before and then when I was stood there I was like they really are like snuff snuff being one of my like big influential yeah. bands who I don't know I think anyone who can inject a bit of humour into some otherwise quite good music is yeah and there's, there's yeah. a that you walk a line don't you with um, with humour in songs where you can accidentally it becomes all it's about and so when you can do yeah. that and it's and the songs are still good and they stand on their own then that's like that's a that's a difficult thing to pull off I think yeah and I think um without you, you kind of toe the line of becoming a novelty band and once yeah, something yeah. crosses into novelty I am not interested it just completely turns me off musically for some reason but I then you get the, something like Lightyear yeah and it's funny as fuck but also I really like the music but I think with Lightyear like their songs are not always that funny like they have they have some like some of their stuff is like really emotive and nice and really nicely written um and then but then they are always just hilarious on stage so but they they might be playing yeah. these really nice uh ska punk songs and stuff like that that are not really trying necessarily to be ridiculous but then you know one of them's drinking piss out of a shoe or whatever and uh, <laughs> uh you know like <laughs> the last time I saw them was actually I mean it wasn't my last gig before lockdown but it was almost my last gig before lockdown um, but I did I put on Do It Together Fest in London for my sort of birthday with Colin from Colin's Punk Rock World and Paul Smith from New Cross and Lightyear headlined for the second day uh, it wasn't my last show because I went to see Counterparts like two weeks later um, <laughs> so Counterparts was my last gig um, but yeah Lightyear played and it was fucking shambles but it was so good <laughs> Like, it was really, really good. But they were chucking bananas around. They had a bunch of bananas that they chucked in at the crowd. And then there was just, like, banana everywhere. Cost there and was. Then they, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I, I was stood on this table at the back going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, this is so random. Um, but then they got their, um, I can't think what his name is. I always forget. Um, but when I see him in person, I know exactly what I'm talking about. But whenever I try and report it, I don't. Um, but uh, the guy from Far Apple Reds, they're like sound tech now, and he right. comes out and does silly things for them. Like at MPF, he was a human tombola. Um, nice. And at this, he basically put on every single T-shirt that was in their merch box. Um, so he's stood there wearing like 100 T-shirts. And the idea is that he's going to leap into the crowd and people have to take the T-shirts off him and then they can keep <laughs> the T-shirts. But then as he's about to do that and they're teeing up this really long-winded joke, he's like, I'm... Um, I'm allergic to bananas, by the way. 
and um, oh, there's bananas all over the ground. So then we're like, okay, well, hang on, let's just pause the show, clean up the bananas, and then we can get on with this long-winded joke. I like that like, it's not, we're not going to do the joke. It's we have to clean up the bananas first in order to make it safe <laughs> for the, the next joke to happen. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you ever hear the story of uh, Lightyear, Ice-T, and the pantomime horse? Um, yes, Reading Festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for for anyone who hasn't heard the the story, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing definitely, but basically, the um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Charles and Neil. It, it was Charles uh, and Neil. Who yeah, else like would they, it be? Well, um, yeah, but they uh, kept going on stage during Ice T's set or or something, wearing a pantomime horse, and uh, I think I think Ice T got very upset and told them that they were going home in a body bag. I uh, think that's exactly it. I'm yeah. trying to remember because, do you know what? I interviewed Chaz a while back and... It's it's truly like, I think it's oh, probably my favourite um... story of uh, of like the, the, the scene. It's easily my favourite story. <laughs> I'd say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it for you if okay. that's all right. Um, this was from an interview that I did with Chaz in like 2017 or something like that. It was um, one that I did for the Manchester Punk Festival programme. And he says... Uh, so at Reading, we took the horse into his dressing room and started walking around and Ice-T's bodyguard turned around to us and said, Ice-T is not impressed and threw us out of the dressing room. At Leeds, we got back in the horse, went to his tour manager and said, is it okay if we go on stage with Ice-T dressed in this pantomime horse outfit? He radioed the front of house guy and they told us it was fine. You what? Are you fucking crazy? So we got on stage with him dressed as the horse. I remember looking through the little hole and seeing the bass player double take the horse. Ice-T saw us and said, who the fuck are these guys? These guys are going to go home in a body bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hold on. We got off stage and it all went mental. Me and Neil ran off and ran into Dizzy Rascal, who'd just pulled up in a Lexus in the middle of the field. We told him this and said, Ice-T's about to kill us. Can we hang out with you? <laughs> he was about to go on stage. So we wound up standing side of stage for Dizzy Rascal's set where no one could get to us. <laughs> Can you imagine you step out of your, your vehicle and two guys in like two halves of a pantomime horse run up to you and like, Ice-T's trying to kill us. <laughs> just frame that and then just say, imagine that you're Dizzy Rascal driving a Lexus through a field in Leeds. Yeah, and then that happens. I mean, it's standard festival behaviour, isn't it? I kind of miss those really like random, like deeply random moments because you can't yeah. manufacture that. Yeah, I mean, I think like if if anyone could manufacture it, it'd probably be Lightyear. I think uh, they, they 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 did play at Santiago's in Leeds um, yeah, yeah. a while back, which is was, tiny as well. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, if I think they were downstairs, which is uh, bigger, but like it's not ideal for gigs, but. Um, it's, it did mean that they could do what they did, which was have a conga line around the venue, but then they went out of the venue and across the road and into a restaurant on the other side of the road. Oh. Or, or a pub, was it a pub? There's, there was a restaurant and a pub over the road and they went into yeah, one of them yeah. and like congered around and then left. Which <laughs> is just, yeah, amazing. I saw a conga line this weekend as well. It's not often you get a conga line. Perhaps that should be, you know, like we get human pyramids and all that kind of thing. Maybe... The human Conga pyramid is such a involved. it's such a Manchester thing that it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's oh, like we don't like. I don't think I've seen them. The only time I've ever seen human pyramids anywhere except Manchester or you know surrounding area is <laughs> when you're at like I don't know 
a gig in Belgium or something and loads of people from Manchester have come to it. <laughs> yes, there tends <laughs> to be when there's a whole group of us. Um, we, I've definitely done Human Pyramids on stage at Conrad and Punk Rock Holiday. Nice. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the on-stage one was... I remember seeing pictures of it. I can't remember who it was during, but it was... Uh, Forever Unclean. All right. That one. And then uh, Petter from Rebuke liked it so much that he got us to do one for Rebuke on stage, on the main stage at Punk Rock Holiday. So, but it was a pre-organised thing. I remember doing a really, really big one at Book Your Ain Fest in Scotland as well. But that was for Roughneck Riot. And what I particularly remember about it was that I was in the second layer of like a really, really quite large pyramid. And the person who was on the layer below me was wearing a stud belt. And my knee, when I went to climb on their back, my knee went straight into their stud belt. And as people climbed on top of us, I was thinking, oh, this this really hurts. (laughs) Yeah, and Uh, you can't move because... I couldn't do anything about it, yeah. um, you know. Uh, and then I, I got up and my uh, my leg was proper bleeding from being on this guy's stud belt. And I was like, fuck, this isn't, this is unpleasant. Um, and I that remember, was just, um, that was like six o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should be at home watching uh, Last of the Summer Wine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's what I've been doing with my time, right? That's oh. a lie. Um, <laughs> this week know. after going to a gig, I had a bit of a COVID scare. Um, fortunately, it was fine, but I was feeling a bit, weird um and one of the guys who was at the show might have gotten covid but probably got it afterwards so i had to isolate for a bit while i was waiting for a pcr test and because i was feeling a bit rough i was literally just i've laid on the sofa and i've watched eight different x-men films this week there's eight i know i only thought that there were three well there's so there's three recent ones right uh, so there was the first gen type ones there was uh x-men x2 yeah. X-Men The Last Stand. Then there was a Wolverine Origins film. Then there was uh, a yeah. new one that where they're like back in time. And uh, So yeah, there was... there was uh, James um, McAvoy in it. Yeah, there was the X-Men First Class, uh, mm. Days of Future Past. Yes. And Apocalypse. Uh, Apocalypse. And then there's Dark Phoenix. And then in the middle, there's a Wolverine film and Logan. Logan, And yeah. basically they're just really, oh, right, really yeah. rinsing the Wolverine side of things. Um, yeah. How many times has he played Wolverine now? I don't know. <laughs> this, it was in, uh, I think it was in First Class or this, no, no, not First Class. Days of Future, Days of Future Past. Past. Yeah, yeah, when he just tells him to piss off. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. Um, but that's what I've spent my week doing, which is very different to my normal doing punk things. But I feel like going to gigs actually has really worn me out. Like going right back to what we talked about at the beginning. I feel yeah. like I'm in this transitional period between Sarah who sits on the sofa and Sarah who goes to shows. And I went to two gigs and I'm exhausted. I'm so like every part of me just wants to lie down. And I feel it's like, it was so exciting to see everybody. Um, I'm almost like overstimulated by it all. Like I'm not, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. We we did some, uh, we've been like writing this new Swami album. And Mm. so we did some, some days the other day, like we did, we did a basically a full day of, of, writing and um practicing and stuff and then the following night we did some recording so that was more like a normal three four hour session but it was just like i was absolutely ruined the days after (laughs) and like just 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 too tired to comprehend anything for a while because i've just not played drums (laughs) intensely like that for a long time really like we just doing like a full day like that probably since we last recorded an album um how are you feeling on the fitness front with drumming that much? Like, 
all right actually i've i've managed to not be too bad um with kind of keeping fit and stuff in the um in lockdown but the start of this year when it went into like the third one and uh, all like gyms shut and it was just depressing and it was January as well. The shit one. Yeah. That was a really bad three months, wasn't it? It was yeah. just depressing. And that became like, I mean, to be fair, I was doing a lot of uni work as well, but that became sort of sitting at my computer, drawing or like um, building stuff in 3D and eating cookies. That like, sounds pretty good, actually. It, I mean, you know, it was pretty good, but it mm. wasn't so good on the fitness front, but on the cookies <laughs> front. Uh, it was pretty good. But, I mean, swings and roundabouts, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've got an electric kit at home as well, um, so mm. that I could keep playing, but um, there's only so, like, there's only so much it can kind of substitute playing on a real kit, and uh, and it's it's just always more tiring because you don't really need to play as loud on a electric kit. It's good for sort of, you know, patterns and uh, keeping your your eye in and keeping your sort of muscle memory good but as far as actually playing in especially a band like Swami where it's like just loud all the time <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, you just gotta like yeah really go for it a lot, a lot more and it's, it's yeah it's definitely tiring but that's good yeah. that's what we want so tell me what's been happening with Swami recently because it seems like you've been quite active at the moment behind the scenes we've actually like uh, yeah like we've actually done quite a lot when I, when I really think back as a band we've done quite a lot over the um the past uh year and a half like so we we actually um we recorded some live videos in end of like November 2017 um hmm. and we had the videos we did some proper recordings we did it, we did it at uh, the nave where we recorded the album Lovely. and um yeah they, they look really good and but we, we only actually released those this year because mainly because I was supposed to edit them and uh, <laughs> didn't. You've been busy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was partly busy and also like forgetting about it. Like we, we all just forgot about it for ages. And then Kurt one day was like, oh, we should release those live videos. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they, they still exist on the internet somewhere. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I should do those things. Yeah. But it's um, also like things like just lacking motivation over lockdown as well. I found that was... Yeah, I mean, I had it plenty was, of time to do stuff. That doesn't mean I was going to actually do anything. Yeah, I think that um, just between sort of everything that's going on with with different bands and life stuff in general, it just sort of became a you know low priority thing, and and so it was it was good that Kurt just got on with it and did it, um, and it's yeah, it's out now, and they they look like they're really good, and they they sound really good. They, I'm really pleased with how they come out. It's one of the best sort of live recordings i've ever done that's not you know that's an good. album uh but yeah so we finally released those um recorded a few tracks so we did uh yeah we did a track called confidant which we we did like a sort of home recording and video for um and we also did a cover of scared of the police uh by <laughs> ruben um nice. uh, and then we what else did we do yeah we recorded a song called hackles for uh the blm uh, compilation that's coming out on Lockjaw. Uh, yeah, so Lockjaw actually, I'll, I'll jump in there. So Lockjaw, yeah, they're releasing a full compilation to raise money for Black Lives Matter. And their last charity comp made at least 750 quid. So their hope is that they can build above and beyond that. And they've got such a nice mix of bands. But mm, I remember yeah. Leslie mentioning it to me 
oh god a long time ago this has really been in the works for like over a year but part of the idea of it wasn't just to raise the money but it was also to try and bridge the gap between a few different elements of the scene so potentially you know let's say we might be big fans of like darko human project that kind of thing but to take that fan base and introduce them to some bands from other parts of the scene that you might not have heard of um but yeah there's a really really good mix of bands on there it's that classic uh you know the amount the amount of uh really amazing bands that i've discovered from like one household name sampler back in the day you know and like (laughs) yeah it's just that ideal thing and also you know obviously all for a really good cause and um it's just a really nicely put together thing, and like, yeah, um, is it is it out yet? I can't remember when it's. Coming I don't out. think it's out just yet. People can go and order it on the or pre-order it on the Lockjaw Records website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's meant to be a showcase of bands, like you said. It's meant to be a here's some new bands that you can discover. These are all great ones. You know, there'll, there'll be loads of new tracks, like exclusive ones that people haven't heard yet. But I know, so so there's Sounds of Swami on there. There's the Bell Rose. There's Emasculator, Treehouse Fire, Three LH. Uh, Triple Sunday and a bunch of other bands that um, I yeah. can't remember off the top of my head. So uh, yeah, there's shitloads the of bands are on it. Uh, Skins, Skins are on it. Um, uh, drones, I believe. Of course, well. we've got drones. Yeah. I love Drones' new album, by the way. I don't know if you've uh, checked I've not that heard out. it. Uh, it's um uh yeah i got it on vinyl i'm part of the uh because obviously i was working with lockjaw for a bit and then i bailed out because i was too busy um and can't handle doing all the things at once uh even though i might think that i can um but i'm now one of their like vinyl club subscribers (laughs) so i'm just like guys guys here's some money send me all of your records um (sighs) so being part of their vinyl club um i got a huge delivery from rob um i don't know a couple of months ago with like loads of vinyl in it everything they've released so far this year and a t-shirt and all that sort of thing and of everything they sent me i think that um yeah the new drones album is one of my favorite things this year it just sounds so put together as well it's really professional nice yeah i'll definitely check it out i i I think i've not been very good at cracking on with new music uh i've been really good at just listening to the same things over and over again (laughs) but uh uh yeah i feel like i've gone um through quite a few different phases but i feel like the kind of four chord punk stuff that i once was quite into i'm less into now and i realized that a lot of punk i much prefer live to on record um but i still really like really weird like esoteric sort of stuff and i found that i've kind of a lot of what i'm listening to nowadays is either this kind of jazz or that kind of new jazz thing that's going on where it's like a mix of hip-hop with like lots of different other jazz influences on it or i'm listening to like instrumental tech metal like <laughs> like you know polyphia pliny um yeah. chon that sort of malarkey going into like the heavier end like nero um cover brands um the new intervals ep i say new it came out last year i think but stuff like that i've gotten really into basically my little post hardcore sarah has has come back to life um, <laughs> so emerged <laughs> yeah um yeah a lot of the stuff i listen to sounds like it should be on like a metal video game soundtrack i think yeah Um, (laughs) hmm, it's not such a bad thing but this is one of the the, reasons uh, i'm looking forward to a new swami album well (laughs) yeah i mean the the new swami album is a bit of a it's going to be a bit of a weird one like it's i'm really 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 pleased with everything we've written so far but i think that there's there was quite a marked difference between the first album and second album and there's going to be that again with the third one um we're kind of taking a different approach to the whole thing uh we're going to mm. do um so the the first two albums were recorded live 
uh, yeah, we're not we're yeah. not going to do that this time. We're going to do sort of the full, Tracking. quite yeah, quite yeah. quite produced. Uh, just because <laughs> because the the thing is that it's like, the the vibe is different. I feel like we we kind of hit the um, the we, we hit the the mark we wanted to hit with the second album, which was sort of recording all the music live to tape. Um, there's so I think there's some bass overdubs, underdubs, whatever. Um, that, <laughs> uh, that, that but not. Not much, and I think there might have there might have been like some reamping and maybe you know small overdubs, but there's no like um, major guitar stuff or um, no chopping in and out and things like that. It, it was all just done, like I say, to tape and um, yeah, and then all vocals on top and stuff like that. But but we we kind of did what we wanted to achieve, what we wanted to achieve with that. So when we come back to it, it's like I, I think we could achieve a lot by doing the multi track thing. So we're going to try and do that, and and I think that. The songs that are coming out are going to really suit that. So there's, there's everything from uh, uh, some weird kind of heavy, uh, well, standard Swami fare, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird, heavy, silly stuff. There's there's a couple of long sort of um, a bit more Ruben-esque, you know, where they kind of have a yeah. bit of a sort of long like not repeating all that much there's one song that's like two songs uh, okay, and then there's cool. there's a bunch of songs that we're going to start incorporating some uh synth sounds Ooh, um interesting yeah. uh, interesting but, but not in a human league kind of way more in a <laughs> more in a future of the left kind of way okay uh, i see I, so, i'm quite i i'm i'm on the fence with synth sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really bad and i don't think there's much in between <laughs> I think basic basically it's kind of like um, uh, if you listen to uh, "You Need Certain More Than He Needs You" by Future the Left, that is um, more like the kind of thing. It's just it's just book basically. It's just book underneath the rest of the song. <laughs> uh, but Adam then there's depth, some yeah. yeah there's some stuff that's like we're not actually going to use an actual synth for it. Or we might do on the album, but live we're not going to need to because because guitar pedals and of course. Uh, anyone who knows Kurt and Luke knows that they love a pedal. Um, <laughs> I can imagine they've got some significant uh, <laughs> pedal collections going on there, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of weird shit going on. Although they, they've been quite reserved with what they're using this time around. I think it's, yeah, it's it's sort of like, to be fair, I'm the one who's kind of been ridiculous now. I'm like wanting to buy special effects symbols and stuff like that and cool. just make stupid sounds again because because i think um using the sampler of random hand was cool but it was a bit of an annoying thing and it made me just want it to be as simple as possible and now yeah, i'm like yeah. okay i'm ready to make stupid noises again so well why not i mean why if not? you can it's fun isn't it ultimately yeah um, yeah I, that actually that's another thing i sort of remember about gigs i haven't seen it since i've been back because i've been going to like you know proper punk shows um but you know there's always that point of a gig particularly like a lockjaw gig where there'll be a couple there'll be like four blokes stood at the front just looking at someone's like pedal board and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not really paying attention they're just like oh look at that yeah. oh, oh look at that let's have a look right okay i love that um what about the human project what's the latest news on the human project front well um it, it's it's sort of it, it's you sort of ground pause, to a halt really. yeah yeah it's, yeah it's just because um there's quite a lot kind of in our way, if you know what I mean, uh, as mm. far as sort of continuing on at the moment goes, it's like we, we definitely will be. It's just uh, the main one is that Dan is in Moldova at the moment, uh, which is still far. 
yes. it is far. Uh, yeah, and and to be fair, like they they had a. He's been back now. Actually, saw him the other day for the first time in like. Oh yeah, yeah. Two years probably. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's quite weird actually because we play games online quite often, like most nights. But um, <laughs> I haven't actually seen him for ages. Yeah, so it was it was really strange, but. Um, yeah, they they had a lot of trouble getting back for because of passport issues and stuff like that. Um, so they they finally did actually manage to get back, which is great. But then you know it meant that time was short. They had a lot to catch up on. Um, so we didn't sort of do anything practice wise or anything like that. We've had gig offers. We've got stuff. Um, there is stuff in the pipeline. Uh, we just need to make sure that we are ready to do it. There's also like a bunch of songs written. Um, <laughs> Partially and complete, you know, like wow. the, there's probably uh, maybe three or four like complete songs that people have written, and, and then you know, fifteen, I like fairly well formed ideas. ideas yeah. yeah, so I mean, I think there isn't really a set plan. I think we might we might do some sort of release, um, uh, you know, in the, the not, hopefully it's not too time. distant future. Yeah, yeah, but probably probably like an EP rather than a full album. Yeah, but in the meantime, you're having a sort of comfortable pause. And yeah. I don't really feel like there's any pressure at the moment. Like, I think that I used to feel like there was. I, I think I, yeah. was, I always felt like you'd, you'd fade into obscurity if you stopped doing anything. No. Um, but I think that, like, like I say, you know, not, a, not a, a big band, but like we, we think we've got to the point where if we were to stop now and came back to do some shows in a few years people mm. would be up for it you know what people would be I like think people would still that? be excited yeah, yeah. and because I, I think, I think um, like you look about like much the same they're quite a good sort of yardstick for that um yeah you're right they reappeared didn't they and um yeah people we're still really really excited to see them i think there's a lot of bands who have more of a break in between yeah but i think it's maybe as well it's the tradition versus like what what's the aim of the band like are you looking to um are you looking to get big? Are you looking to break through? Are you looking for all that kind of thing? Because if that's the case, then that's when you need the momentum. But if you just want to have some fun and have a nice time and make some nice music, then do it at your own pace. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and you know, the, the where people are in their lives and stuff at the moment, like really right now, the, the onus is on just having fun again. Um, the, the, you know, the, there was... It, it it sort of stopped being fun for a bit and and the the main thing now is like when we get back to it we want to do the stuff that, that made us want to do it in the first place the stuff that's like you know play those fun venues that we know are going to be great and you know meet up with people that we sort of love to see around gigs and touring and things yeah. like that just 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 get back into the fact that it's an enjoyable thing to do it's not it's, it doesn't have to be like, like I remember, like a really good sort of example, and like this is this is much further than um, than we would ever go with it, probably. But there was, uh, I remember we were playing at Rebellion, and we played at Joseph's Well as well with this this band. I can't remember what they were called. They were a ska punk band from America. Yeah. No idea who they were. No one knew who they were. But they had yeah. this double decker nightliner. What? And we, yeah, we were like, <laughs> why have they got? Why the what? fuck of this band? <laughs> And like they were, they were all right. Do you know what I mean? But they were like, why in the, f- why the balls have they got 
a double decker nightliner. It's like, how are they commanding enough money to cover that? Like, there's no way. There's not. There's nobody at the gig. Do you know what I mean? There's nobody. <laughs> at the yeah, gig. yeah. They must be losing so much money. And and then we saw them at Rebellion, and um, I can't remember who it was, but someone was talking to um, one of the members of the band, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we don't, we don't pull people here, like we don't pull people here at all, or really anywhere else." It's like, well, we we work all the time at home, and we wanted to come on tour in the UK, and so we decided to treat it like a holiday. So we've all just saved up a bunch of money hide a nightliner so we can have like the funnest time and like <laughs> act like we're a, a you know massive like band. A proper band yeah but it was like so we just do that because it's because it's fun and that's how we decide to spend our money and stuff like that. it's like i mean yeah. fair enough yeah i mean i was just like well fair play like obviously if they were expecting the uh the fees to cover it then maybe maybe get a van but if they're they're just like no nah, i want it to be really fun so let's just hire a big ostentatious tour bus and I'd go be a band for all. It's like, yeah, fair play. That, that sounds great, actually. I can't really blame him for that. <laughs> like, yeah. So, like the 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 that's the thing with human projects. You know, it'd be it, it'd be nice to be able to go out. You know, it'd be nice to be able to really come back, like hit the ground running, and and smash a load of touring and 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 stuff like that. But it's probably unrealistic at first, and then we'll just see what happens and what we get off of and what we what we can get on with because we, we definitely want to go out to Canada we definitely want to go back to Japan obviously we want to attempt in some way to do some touring in Europe if it's ever going to be a viable thing ever again and, um, and then yeah obviously UK and stuff like that so next time I see you you're going to be in a nightliner that's what I'm hearing here uh... <laughs> <laughs> right yeah just me I'm going to get my own it's going to be like uh <laughs> It's going to be like Blink-182 where they all had their own tour bus because they couldn't stand to be near each other. Oh, that sounds fucking great. Um, <laughs> before we wrap up, I have one final project to ask you about. You hinted at the possibility of some covers <laughs> happening. Uh, <laughs> and I want to hear more about it, please. <laughs> I Right. So I am, I am of the correct age that, uh, <laughs> that, that I was... Uh, I was quite heavily into bollocks new metal and uh, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like Tony Hawk's soundtrack things, which yes. which are still they have they have more legitimacy probably than uh, new metal in twenty twenty one. But um, strangely, even though obviously it was a lot of new metal. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, well, not like... as much, I suppose. I mean, the thing is though, there's like I feel like some new metal is acceptable, and some is not. Like what? I don't I don't. Uh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Just there, there's a difference in, I don't know, there's a difference between Limbiscuit and Slipknot and remember like POD and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, and... I think that it's funny, like maybe maybe this conversation is, is highlighting that the only things I consider new metal are the things I already like. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, P- POD is like f- f- POD fall into the um, the same category as like Creed or uh, yeah. the, the the Goddy bands. Um, oh, while we're at it, let's have a look at like I mean Stained. That was new metal technically. Right. So at the um, time, I really liked Stained uh, when I was like fifteen. But then well, you, do go... you know what? <laughs> I liked them, and then my mum started liking them, and I was like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. <laughs> That's, I need to stop listening to this band. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the end of that. But I think um 
yeah, but but basically, I've always been of the opinion that there's some songs from from that era that are just outright classics. You know, like yeah. uh, "My Own Summer" and um, uh, all the others. <laughs> I, <need> to, <laughs> I made I made a really extensive uh, playlist, but basically, me and Luke and Sean and Tilston from Adam Hand are currently planning on doing a covers band, uh, playing what? that kind of thing. Which, that sounds uh, amazing. The thing is, that in my head, I was like, I kind of want it to be like, I want to do like weddings. I think it'd be absolutely fucking hilarious to have I like a new really metal band. I really think you guys could smash that. I can imagine you making money from a new metal cover band. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> like it, originally, it was like a Tony Hawk's thing. It was like, well, we'll include some of them in, but basically, I want to, uh, I want to do some of the, uh, yeah. I'll, there's there's some there's some bangers in the playlist. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, we we had one practice and then. Uh, uh covid happened but well uh we we, yeah hopefully uh, everyone's still up for it (laughs) i I mean i i'm actively encouraging you to resurrect that project because i want to see it um (laughs) it does have uh it just to show you the uh the 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 breadth of what we're doing we've got on the playlist we've got united states of whatever nice um we've got my friends over you by newfound glory oh god Uh, we've got fever for the flavor by hot action cop whoa (laughs) That song is a fucking all-time classic. Do you know, I woke up this morning and I could hear something through the wall. I haven't got many neighbours here, but I could just about hear them. And I was like, what the fuck is that? I recognise that. And they were playing Stacey's mum Yeah, full blast. That's, that's on the list. It's <laughs> on the list. I mean, it's... that would be good for a wedding where the bride were named Stacey, I feel, as well. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the key there. Um, <laughs> but yes, please resurrect that project. I would actively encourage it. Um, if if nothing else, it'd just be a really fun thing to do, just because it's. I don't know. I think I think like going back to what I was saying about sort of seriousness, how seriously you take stuff and doing stuff for fun. It's like something like that is just like purely for fun. Because like we did that uh, human project, some forty one set in Lincoln, and like that was hilarious, and it was. <laughs> but just did like you do one of the cover sets at MPF for Swami as well. Yeah, we did, did you... uh, Foo Fighters. Oh, you did Food Fighters, of course. I was yeah. there, but I don't remember it. Well, it was so. the last last band of the entire weekend. I'm surprised if anyone remembered it. Uh, I was definitely there. <laughs> it's, uh, it was funny, actually, that one, because we were going on after um, a Minor Threat. Was, was that Oh, Incisions, Incisions doing yeah, Minor yeah. Threat. Yeah. And uh, everyone was going absolutely fucking crazy. I was like, oh, we're going to get up and play, like, Learn to Fly and stuff. Is this going to be the wrong stuff? And, like, <laughs> no, everyone was well into it. I think, I think it was probably two different crowds, but... Um, yeah, well, no, yeah. well, no, not two completely different crowds, but I think that it wasn't just the exact same people watched a minor threat band and were just going absolutely fucking nuts, and then they're like, <laughs> yeah, lighters in the air. But yeah, yeah it was it was, yeah. it was very fun. We've done a few of those. We've learned two albums all the way through. Uh, just we did we did like one gig of each one. Uh, really? Yeah, we, we decided <laughs> we just decided to learn the color and the shape. All the way through. Fuck it, why not? You yeah, know, do we? Then we did the first one, so I want to do the third one, and then I'm like, it's just kind of fun, isn't it? You don't have to worry about um, writing anything. <laughs> well, that's that's the final thing you've been doing recently, isn't it? You've got a track on the Fugazi comp that's coming up. Yes, yeah, uh, which is merchandise. Merchandise. Um, yeah, which, which is a song that they actually used to cover before I joined, and then. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Then this we we. I think I think we got asked. It. It's a uh, it's a really ridiculous compilation actually. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot on it. It's Ripcord Records in Scotland that are doing it. Um, 100 percent of the profits are going to Tribe Animal Sanctuary uh, in Scotland. But yeah, I had a look at the list of bands on it, and it's like 
Authority Zero, La Dispute, Dowsing, Into It, Over It, Pet Cemetery, Shy Hulud, Zao, This Is Hell, Belvedere, Tsunami Bomb, Direct It, other bands, loads and loads and loads of bands. Um, and they're all covering Fugazi songs. Yeah, I think, I think like because it's like a Fugazi thing, you kind of, you probably don't realise the reach. Do you know what I mean? Like how many people yeah, are actually yeah. into into them and, and um, people really like Fugazi. Yeah. So it's, it was really cool. I was actually really, really pleased with how it came out. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to that being out and about. I'm looking at the lineup on it now, and it's it is actually ridiculous the number of people who are playing on that. Um, well, I tell you what, I'm going to play after we've sort of finished talking. I'll play a couple of tracks and stuff like that, and I'll give everybody some shout loud or waffle. Um, but it's been really, really nice talking to you, Joe. It's, yeah, it's really nice, nice to have a proper catch up as well because we've not seen each other in a bit. <laughs> it's been a long time, yeah. But I mean, yeah, hopefully we'll be. Uh, Back out and about, yeah. I mean, we like I say we have this gig with Crazy Arm, and then hopefully we'll be able to get something in and around. We normally sort of pop up on TNS lineups here and there and stuff like that. So I'm kind of making an effort to. I mean, I've got a lot of gigs in the diary, but I'm making an effort to kind of slowly reintroduce the world of gigs because I feel like I get overwhelmed quite easily. I think that's historically. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm trying to like pace myself. Yeah. Yeah. Quality over quantity. We'll see how long that lasts, though. You'll probably see me at gigs as yeah. soon as possible. Just quality over quantity, you won't be at a swami gig, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one thing I was really happy about, is that Random Hand have got a show with JB Conspiracy, Roughneck Riot, and someone else who I can't remember at the Brudenal in Leeds. And it happens uh, yeah. to be the day before my birthday. Well, you know what that sounds like? Sounds like a birthday party. Yeah, it sounds like a party. <laughs> Saves me from putting my own gig on this year, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> when, when is that? January. 29th of January, that is. Very exciting stuff. Very nice. I will I will try and be there. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll see you before then anyway. I would um, hope so, yeah. But yeah, it's been really lovely chatting to you, Joe. Thank yeah, you man, so much great. for coming on and getting us out of our podcast rut. And, uh, <laughs> no worries. I'll see you down the front. Yeah, cool. I'll see you soon.
that with Sounds of Swami with Hackles there. That's a brand new track from them and a taste of their new musical direction that Joe described just there. That is available on Lockjaw Records' Black Lives Matter compilation. They're bringing that out relatively soon. I'm going to say September, but it might be October, I'm not sure. But the idea there was not just that they wanted to raise money for BLM, but also they wanted to really address the issue of representation within the punk scene by putting together a massive compilations of punk songs and other tracks with like a punk attitude, even though they're maybe from other genres, to help raise funds and build cultural bridges between our scene and people of colour who may not be punk, but might have that kind of attitude and that ethos that we all have. There's absolutely loads of bands coming out on that BLM compilation. There's definitely, as we said, there's Drones, La Armada, Belvedere, Treehouse Fire, Haste, 3LH, Edward in Venice, Midwich Cuckoos, Sounds of Swami, Rundown Creeps, Triple Sunday, Love Again, and like a whole load more to be announced. Um, Lockjaw are releasing that with a really awesome yellow t-shirt. They've got printed posters. They've got the comp itself, which you can get as like a download or whatever. I'm not sure. I just really think it's a really good cause to promote, um, but also it's a really good opportunity to listen to some great new music, particularly stuff that we might not run into because it's kind of crossing over with all these different genres. Um, definitely worth checking out. You can get to that at lockjawrecords.co.uk slash BLM. Um, it's been really lovely to talk to Joe. As you can probably tell, it's like, you know, it's two mates having a catch up. I haven't seen Joe in fucking ages and just getting to have a bit of a natter on a rainy August afternoon was a really, really lovely way to spend my time. I hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. You may have noticed that I'm, uh, we've had a little bit of a hiatus at Shout Louder. Not a proper hiatus because we have done a few podcasts here and there. But particularly over the lockdown period, I took a bit of a break. I haven't been as excited about punk rock as I once was, but all of that's kind of coming back to me. There's so many new releases right now that are massively worth a listen. There are things that I'm getting really excited about again. There are new bands popping up, even if they've got like some old pals in them. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really feeling this enthusiasm and then this rising energy through the punk scene once again. So I'm quite excited to get back to all things Shout Louder. Uh, personally, I've been doing quite a bit of writing. Uh, I've been talking to a lot more bands. I've got lots more podcasts lined up. And yeah, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. One of my sort of principles in relaunching Shout Louder is that I don't want to be reliant on like Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of shit because I hate social media. I really do. Um, I, you know, nothing compares to interacting with people in person. And sure, we've not been able to do that, but, you know, I run Shout Louder because I like writing and I like punk rock. I don't run it because I want to get loads of likes and hearts and follows and all that kind of shit. Like, that's not the metric that I want to measure success by. I want to measure it by, you know, I would just be happy if someone listens to this and goes and checks out Sounds Sounds of Swami and they haven't before, you know, or someone who falls asleep to our podcast and gets to just, yeah, feel comforted and a little bit of joy from listening to two people having a nice conversation. I think that would be lovely. So to kind of counteract the, uh, you know, social media algorithm bullshit, I've started a newsletter instead. So you can sign up at shout-louder.com 
and we will send you any new podcasts or any articles or any recommendations like you know new stuff that comes out rather than sending each one individually to your inbox i'm going to be sending out a fairly regular digest with a few of our kind of top highlighted bits um, and that way you can get new shout louder content straight to your inbox rather than having to rely on socials to show it to you if you sign up there that would be amazing um it would make me very happy and you would be bringing me a small amount of joy on this uh rainy rainy day <laughs> anyway i hope that you guys have enjoyed that i'd really like to do some more podcasts um if there's anyone who's interested in joining me for a little informal chat like this or someone who wants to promote their new release or anything like that then do get in touch i'd really like to hear from a few more people particularly if you are someone from a more marginalized group you know women people of color um queer or non-binary people if you're releasing something at the moment and you'd like to get it out there then i really really like to hear it and i would love to speak to you so do feel free to get in touch again everything you need can be found at shout-louder.com Thank you all for listening, and in the meantime, I will see you down the front.